Hola, podcast. me llamo Ceci Fuente. Eh, te invito a suscribirte a Guante Fútbol. All right, everybody, it's Monday, it's 1 p.m. You know where you're supposed to be, and I hope you are in the chat. I see Thickety Wickets, Andreas. Daniel already getting it started. It's LAFC 360, and we take no breaks. We don't care about international breaks. All we care about is LAFC. Yes, there are a lot of LAFC players out on those international duty games, matches, friendlies, whatever you want to call them, but we have one thing in mind. It's MLS Cup, so we're going to get right to it. I've got a great... Crew with me today, Connor Kolopsis and Max Bredos are joining me. And you're probably asking yourself, what are you guys going to talk about? Because there was no games. Did you wonder that, Connor, when you were uh, slated to come on the show? Yeah, I thought this was just going to be like a hangout sesh with the chat. <laughs> it was. Hangout I mean, sesh. I'll say you guys, you get to watch us and we do this for whatever, 30 to 45 minutes every Monday. But we actually all, we all meet earlier and then we're on to make sure that the stream looks good. Those are the moments that you guys really want to see because that's that's the fun. That's where Max Bredo shines. You know, what? I I just want to say really quickly before we're starting, I was uh I was like playing the the actual stream from a Chrome tab, and then the audio was coming in. And this ad was playing, and I was like, "You are authentically you. Why are you?" And I was so confused, and I was trying to tell Chris, our producer, I was like, "Does anyone else hear the motivational video?" I thought it was art. A technical issues on our part but no it, I'm just it was silly. max whispering just sweet nothings into your ear and this is probably the longest we've forced max to sit without talking are you going to be okay max bredos yeah i was just waiting uh, patiently here for my opportunity we call it them a uh, uh international break technically it was not because uh, the galaxy and the earthquakes played and a couple mm -hmm. teams played in uh nations league i'm um, part part mm -hmm. of me leagues cup so uh Technically, we can't call it an international break, but it's been good. And uh, I wanted to congratulate Connor as Canada beat Qatar. Really one of the few bright spots in uh, CONCACAF international break moments this past few days. So that Just was unfortunate well, we're, not, uh, we're not in the same group as Qatar. Side point to your point, the Galaxy-San Jose game is only happening because it had to be rescheduled. So Correct. But actually, Cincinnati does play tomorrow. Uh, as the U.S. play. But we're, again, why are we talking about international breaks? Just to remind you guys, don't forget to like, subscribe this video, especially you guys that are new to the chat. And if you are new, say hello, get involved in the chat. Uh, we are going to talk through some things, but we have a time and a segment for fan questions. But fan questions are always welcome. So please get involved, have your say. We're, we're watching it on our screens and we'll we'll call you out. And we'll, we'll talk through all these things. But as I said, there was no games. So that's kind of weird, right? No, we figured out a way to still do a great show. We're going to talk about playoffs because LAFC has clinched playoffs and they've clinched the number one spot, the only team, because not even Philadelphia knows for sure they are number one in their conference. We are the only team with the number one spot know for sure that our conference goes through Bank of California Stadium. So we thought we would talk playoffs and we thought we would get you ready for playoffs with, with one of the probably the biggest questions. I think the question we're all starting to think about is we're seeing teams rise and fall in the standings and get home games or not get home games. LAFC, of course, will have a bye in the first round, but then they'll come in in the conference semifinals. And we're wondering, who is it that you want to play? Like, 
the team that you're like, yes, that's the matchup. That's the one. That's where LAFC is going to go to glory. Uh, and I think we all kind of thought it through. And there's probably only one right answer, right? I mean, yeah, who's okay, we want to play. Usually when, you, when you're thinking about this, there's a couple variables. Usually you think like, oh, maybe you play the team who had the worst record that's still in the playoffs just because they might be the worst team of the bunch, right, on paper. So there's a lot of different factors, right? That's, yes, my, that's, my, so. that's my thinking. That's my I think logic behind it. One factor is who, who beats you at home. And that's Austin, which you can't really play in that first round based on seeding. So I think you'd almost rule them out because of the issues you've had with Austin. That is the one that you say, just based on form this season, you could rule out. Everything is up for grabs other than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to think about matchups. I think about, you know, once you get into the playoffs, you need a, a team that has strong defense, uh, set pieces, become big. And then if they get a guy that, you know, can score just like dirty goals or just goals out of nothing. I always like to avoid those teams because in those sharp moments, I think we don't see those sexy, pretty goals in the playoffs. So I like to avoid those because it seems like those are the, the thorn in LAFC side with the way that LAFC play. So that's how I kind of do mine. But does anybody want to go out on a limb from this group and from you guys in the chat? It looks like some people are already saying some people want Minnesota, Timbers, Philly, well, yeah, Philly, you'd love to play Philly because that means you're in the final, and I agree with you, Jose. Definitely want Philly at some point because that means we're in the final, and that's a great final. But anyone who want to go out on a limb, the team that they want to play, this is bulletin board material here. You're calling a team out. You're saying, I want you because I think we can win. You never pick a team because you don't think you can win, right? Well, if you phrase it like that, Vince, then there's only one answer. That is true. It's not Nashville. That is true. It's not Nashville. Because, by the way, Nashville's another one because they're hard to beat. They're hard to break down. So you don't want – that's the kind of team that can hang around after 90 minutes and you, they're still there tied. So Nashville I kind of rule mm -hmm. out. But there's only one right answer. It is the Galaxy who no. are now in fifth place after their victory. What, what, are, you rolling, what are you rolling your eyes for? The, well, do you no, not remember the, 2019? The, I do. I do. And I remember how terrified I was go, going into it. Uh, and but then, how good did you feel after, Vince? I know. Yeah. I know. And remember, I remember when it was 2-0. It's like going to the like, gym if you haven't happening. been in months. And then it was 2-2, and I was like, I can't believe it's happening again. And then finally, Dio kind of put the nail in their coffin. But, oh. Ronnie James? It took years. It, Ronnie James, yeah. It took years off my life. But, Max, you're saying the <laughs> Galaxy. Fair. We, we, sh we should want the Galaxy. We should want the Galaxy, just like we should have wanted them in 2019, playing at home where uh, certainly in recent years, there has, there has historically there's been some stubbed toes, but in recent years it's been pretty comfortable for LAFC. You are the best team. You've only lost once at home. You have a, a, water, a watertight home record just about. And you think about what this could do for the, the league, for the club, for the city, to have this, because in 2019, I always I always like to use two words to describe that playoff game. And it was Kevin Costner, who I saw meandering by himself, roaming around, trying to see some of this game. And I go, and I go, hey, what are you doing here? And he goes, you know, Kevin Costner just floating around, watching this, trying to take a peek. He was interested. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if it'll, it can reach that height. We'll, we'll see. But um, it's going to be, you know... Uh, Right now, it's it's realistic because Galaxy would be in that 4-5 game where LAFC would get the winner. I, I'm looking for for incredible matchups. I'm I'm always a – I know some people don't agree with this, but I'm a, a big believer that the playoffs are better when both 
L.A. teams are in the postseason and the possibility of having marquee games. It is tried and tested in every sport, except for the NFL, where everyone watches everything. But whether it's baseball, you want, you know, Yankees, Red Sox, whether it's basketball, you want Lakers, Celtics or or what have you. These are the games that people remember. And it's up to LAFC to get the result. And I think at home they will get up for it. And it will be another famous night at Bank of California Stadium. But, and, you know, Vince, I, I understand your, your feelings towards that matchup and some of the people in the chat as well. But the last thing you want to do is be scared going into these games, right? There's always a probability, sometimes a, a somewhat high probability, that you might not come away from that game with a win and you go packing in the playoffs. But that's the beauty of the sport. That's why we all watch it. It's for that entertainment and it's for that that feeling that you're talking about, Vince, that that uneasy feeling, that intensity, that electricity that was like in the air during that 2019 playoff game. I I, I don't think I've it was, experienced it was. A, a football match like that ever. Yeah, period. you could never. I, I I don't know. I mean, the the Leon game came close to it, but it yeah. was it was um, such an improbable uh, task just going into it, where this was a one-off. Um, so I, I think it's hard to reach, and just the. The fact that an MLS game and it was a you know a second round playoff game that was like I know I, I love that fans from all around the league were like why do you guys keep talking about this who cares and it's like guys this is going to be one of the greatest playoff games of all time and it lived up to the hype that was incredible um, the chat is conflicted so clearly I, I, and, I, and Vince I get it too because I think one of the things that came out of that Galaxy game and we have a much I think we have a very experienced team that would be different. But a lot of people will say that they expanded so much to beat the Galaxy that they came out flat against the Sounders, which we did see. We That was certainly part of the equation. And I can see everyone is is trying to avoid the heartbreak. But uh, it's going to be eggshells. It's going to be walking on, on tacks as you go through this playoff, especially that first round, because it is MLS Cup or bust. But there are different levels of disappointment. If LAFC make a Western Conference final and then say they – they qualify for CONCACAF Champions League and maybe get the supporter shield. You're like, oh, okay. If they make the MLS Cup final and do all those things and lose, you're like, that's a pro. That's definitely we've never been here before and we win a couple playoff games. But right. if you're the club and you come in here and you don't win and you have one playoff victory and you don't get it done in that semifinal stage, that's a disaster. But mm -hmm. Craig saying in the chat, no guts, no glory. You know, you play the Galaxy in, the, in the, the, the conference semis. You go into the conference final, win MLS Cup. That's the story that you want to tell people. Not that you had you got to get a first round bye, play the worst seeded team, and then, you know, walk your way to the final. No, you want to play these big matchups. You want to win these big matchups to show everyone that it wasn't a walk in the park to get to the MLS Cup final. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, way to go, Daniel. I ain't scared. Yeah, that is the story you want to tell, but at the end of the day, only people remember the trophy. So even if they're like, yeah, but you played this team, you're like, yeah, but we won the trophy, it doesn't matter. But I, I look, it's all about, I, I just, my own personal, I'm looking out for my own psyche and mental health. If I was playing in the game, I probably, I'm more of the like, yeah, let's, you got to, to be the best, beat the best. But when you can't do anything and I have to just sit on my hands for 90 minutes, it, dri it drives me wild. But let's, because the chat is so conflicted, let's flip it now. Let's say... Who who is the team that you don't want to play? That like you absolutely you you want to avoid? Because um, and you know what I'm I'm gonna go the other way with this. The team that a lot of people maybe don't want to play is Portland because they seem to have this knack for these type of games. I think this is the one year where I actually want to play Portland. Um, they just don't seem to have it the same way they used to. Blanco mm -hmm. 
doesn't got it anymore. Chara steps slower. Uh, they don't Valeri's have a true goal scorer. Valeri's gone. Uh, Very but I'm poor wondering... on the road. Just three away wins. Right. Yeah, they're, the they're relying on in, uh, that's one of the worst in the league. And I remember we played that. Remember we played that Open Cup game, and people were like, "Oh man, it took you guys so much just to barely beat Portland, and they had like a B squad." Yeah, but we we controlled that game. I was never worried that Portland was ever going to be in that game. And I think that playoff games are supposed to be tight. I mean, it's very rare that a team runs out and gets like a a five nil or a four one playoff win. Playoff games are going to be two to one. Exactly. And part of this conversation, like guys in the chat, like look, you were talking about a wild card game having an L traffic go in the playoffs. Every playoff game in in the in the postseason is going to be a wild card game. It's going to be a crazy game. Mm-hmm. It's a crapshoot. Ninety minutes, a one off game. Like it's going to be crazy no matter whom you play. Right. That's just the nature of the this sport and the structure that it is. Yeah. It's, I don't Andreas think there's a, a Austin. Right? Well, we could get Austin maybe. And although I we've talked, Vince, we're we're pretty <laughs> confident that although Dallas isn't a very good away team, and right now the way it's set up, they would have probably face. Austin in the semifinals. If and I shouldn't assume anything because the playoffs mm-hmm. are bananas. Still movement. Uh, right now yeah. it is Austin two. They'll finish second. Dallas will finish third. Then Nashville, mm-hmm. L.A., Portland, Minnesota. In that order, they're all separated by two points. And the only team that can catch one of those teams, the Western playoff situation is pretty firm. Is Salt Lake? They have forty three points, and no one else, including Seattle, it's they're not. It's not going to happen. So you can kind of project here. It's just the positioning between four, five, six, and seven. And, uh, you know, Dallas could face Portland or the Galaxy or Minnesota. I just don't think there's a team that you say, I don't want to play. I think you got to feel good about your chances against all these teams. But again, it's one game, bad bounce, and then you could be in trouble. I don't think uh, I don't think that's a, a, a conversation that will carry a lot of weight. Although the conversation about who you do want to play does, because the as as Connor said, how good did you feel after that victory? Yeah, and look, we can say it. I don't think any player should be going out on a limb and saying who they want to play. It's definitely bulletin board material, so they should avoid that question at all costs. I do feel a lot better that the, all the games will be at Ben California Stadium, possibly not the final MLS Cup final, but again, let's talk about MLS Cup final once we get there. I don't. As long as we're there, you have a chance to win it. I don't care where it is. It could be on Saturn. Uh, LAFC still got a chance to win it. They got the they got the horses to do it. Uh, I, I I like that a lot of people are saying Austin because I want to go the other way. I actually I, I actually kind of want Austin and like Max said we wouldn't get him in the first round, but it's so hard to beat a team three times. I would yeah, you, know what, you know what would be perfect? Gal- Galaxy Conference Semis, Austin Conference Final, Philly in the MLS Cup Final, clean sweep, and, take the and whole. By thing. the league would love that. Because Austin really moves the needle with the TV numbers for some reason. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. they, they view them in Austin, but they've looked at it. You know, LAFC doesn't move the needle numbers as much as sometimes, even though they get so many national media games, including Portland this weekend. But Austin moves it. So the league, if they got that, and everyone wants LAFC Philadelphia, that's that has the potential to be the biggest MLS Cup final ever because of how well these two teams have played and how many players on these two teams that you could promote with – complete ease that everyone knows about soccer usa with a good pun we'll call him lost in lost in not, a, not, not a good pun i love you soccer USA. Oh, come not on a- that, made me, that made me smile a little bit uh connor answer this question from from neeson mob before we move on who would who would be the host for mls cup so you you've kind of plotted our trajectory but one thing that is still up in the air is uh who's going to be hosting because there's still a chance that lafc can can they control their own destiny so what i really want to win the shield 
I really want to win the supporter shield. So I'm just I'm optimistic that LAFC will be able to rack up enough points in the next two games to just get the, the edge over Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I can't say that I'm confident in that, but it's in regards to who has more points at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, a lot of, is that uh, how it's solved? And that's how it's solved, Vince, if you didn't know. I learn something new from you every day. <laughs> hey, man, I like people. LAFC's chances in their final game at home. Uh, if they want to win that supporter shield, they've got to beat. They've got to, to make sure of it, they got to beat Portland. I think a point Going certainly to... keeps you in the running as well. But they're capable. Mm-hmm. It just matters about the international break. Everyone comes back in, in relatively good form and able to get some training whenever they get back. And I would imagine most guys probably get back Thursday. Uh, by the way, I'm hearing some uh, maybe Kellen Acosta starts tomorrow for the USA. Very legit possibility based on what Greg Berhalter was saying. So that's a Tuesday. They get back maybe Thursday, Friday. It's it's a tight. It's going to be a tight window. Thankfully, the game is on Sunday. But uh, mm-hmm. it's possible. And and Philadelphia has the same, not as, not as severe as LAFC, but they have a few guys away from international duty, including some of the younger players with the under-20s. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Daniel Gazdag, who's with Hungary, who are playing incredibly well. So... It's not a perfect situation, and it'll be interesting here what Steve Chirundolo says, but he's going to have Sifu and Cheeky and Acosta and Bale. Bale played 90 minutes for Wales. He should be on his way back, so he should be back pretty soon. That's a good sign, but how does that manage? You have the depth, but how you all put it together. But I still like LAFC's chances, and I I think they're going to come up with a good performance on Sunday. I I will say, though, uh, going going into the playoffs— um, well, going into these last two games and not just the importance of the supporter shield one, I don't think this is what I'm going to say is actually something that the players or the staff will even be looking forward to. You don't plan to the MLS Cup, right? It's a game by game scenario. You just go in and win the, the playoff games at hand. But as Vince was alluding to earlier, I would favor LAFC's chances playing at an MLS Cup final at home over November in Philadelphia any day of the week, right? That's true. Just Philly November is probably not the best. Not the Should best. It's super uh, yeah. cold, but it will be cold. Yeah, no, but cold. it's just like that's uh, not an environment in which you want to be playing that last game in, right? So if that in any way isn't even extra little baby incentive, then... Yeah, you know. and if you're a traveling media member, you definitely want to be in L.A. in November and not Philly. Um, so I think there's some rooting interest even from the, uh, uh, the non-partial observers. Yes, Chester, Chester, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're going to move on to... We're going to build what we think should be our starting 11 for the playoffs. I will say one add-on to Max's points. Um, LAFC has the ability to know exactly what they need in each of their last two games because Philly plays Saturday. We play Sunday. So we'll know what Philly did then on even on decision day, not all the games kick off at the same time. Philly actually kicks off uh, about two and a half hours before LAFC. So that's an interesting little wrinkle. I don't know how much it changes things. I'd have to ask the players what in their mind, if they'd rather not know anything and just go in and do their best, or if they like knowing exactly how much they have to give. I'm not sure, uh, but just an interesting little thing. So let's let's move on to our, our ideal starting 11 for the playoffs. And while we do that, don't forget, you guys in the chat, you can put together your starting 11. So people on Twitter... Um, we're putting them together. Um, and there were some good ones. And also, if you have questions, the next segment is fan questions, chat questions. So start getting those questions in, and we'll start looking. We'll be looking at them while we're putting this together, so we can go through this. So start thinking of your questions now. Really good questions. They don't have to specifically be about LAFC. You can ask Max Bredos what what he's uh, chewing on. What, what snack do you got there? It was just an old piece of uh, a peanut 
that was stuck in my tooth. So it came out of the tooth and I just started chewing it again to be that's completely that's very flattering of you, man. <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst, though, right? It's the worst. So that's what I was chewing. I was a little piece of unchewed peanut. And I took a swig of my uh, diet, Dr. Pepper. I don't want to give any free um, yeah. sponsorships here or uh, advertising. So but that's what I did. If that was a question that you were going to ask, moving along. That was a question I was going to ask. Let's but get let's move this along. Uh, I think uh, I think there's no real debate about who's the goalkeeper. Uh, Maxine Cropo is going to start that game, barring yep. catastrophe. Um, so let's move. Let's just move right along. So Maxime, you're in. Not not that he needs me to tell him that. Uh, but let's go to that. Let's go to that defense. And there's two areas. I think it's the right back. And then who partners Giorgio Chiellini? Am I with, fair in saying that? With the, like healthy, with the healthy Franco Escobar, which he should be ready to go. Right. So let's should talk about the right back position I... for a second first. Okay. What's your preference? Um, so I think it's fair to say that Franco would be our sole natural right back. Uh, Ryan's been able – He's Ryan's a very versatile player, but I'd say he'd favor mm-hmm. that left side just a little bit more. That being said – uh, I know a lot of fans had some discontent with Franco um, after the the Dallas uh, game, yeah. the drama from the Dallas game, that very heated drama where he lost his cool for four seconds and cost us that goal he's, and cost. He's us Argentinian, point. man. The guy's all passion. I mean, I think I don't think he does anything halfway on the pitch. Even when he's like just talking, he's so animated. So I can understand when people get a little frustrated with him. It, but well, the question going is, back to our... it... go for it, Max. I say going back to our earlier conversation about the matchups, that really probably is a matchup decision because Franco or Ryan are very different right backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and depending on your opponent, which I think are mostly going to be teams that are going to let LAFC play, have possession, it I mm-hmm. tend to think that it leans into Ryan Hollingshead because you can get that extra attacking option. Uh, you can have a little go forward. Chiqui Palacios to me is locked down. I would lean towards Ryan because I think most of the teams will probably allow LAFC to play. Okay. I, I mean, I can see that. Look, and, and Ryan is also incredible on set pieces, which we've said should be a weapon for LAFC come playoff time when teams are going to try to pack the back. My thing is, I just Cheeky has that license to go forward. I just feel like you need somebody that's going to be there in transition to stay back a little bit. That's where I, I, I would maybe think Franco has a real chance because if you're throwing all the numbers forward um, and Cheeky's one of them, you have Franco to kind of, you know, balance the the defensive transition. And the other thing is I, I feel like, and it, he's getting better at it. Sometimes Ryan and Carlos don't seem to work out on the right. So well, they kind of go in similar because Ryan likes to kind of get inside and underlap a little bit, whereas Franco's a little more reserved. Uh, maybe that, but to Max, I think Max, you make, you make the best point in terms of fullback. It's going to, I think fullback really is a matchup thing. Whereas at center back, like who you're partnering with Giorgio, you're you're not really looking for matchups per se. You're just going to take the guy that you think is the best center back. Who is it? I think we can all agree. It's going to be uh, Sebastian. Well, you, were, you were trying to get. Yes. No, I'm just saying. Well, it's Chiellini, going to be. Mario, just, it's right? good. It has to be. It's going to be Mario or Segura alongside Chiellini. And we saw Segura and Chiellini last time out, and it looked pretty good. So mm-hmm. I I would imagine that is like, but that's like a uh, 
your dream center back pairing, like a more practical center back pairing would include Jesus Murillo because he could do the dirty work. He's a physical presence. He can help you on set pieces a little more than Eddie, who is more of this modern footballer and can do things that mm -hmm. Chiellini does playing from the back, which has become a catchphrase that we've heard a lot. And we'll talk about a little bit in stoppage time with my topic about the U.S. men's national team. But being able to do that with two center backs is pretty dynamic. That said, it's the playoffs and you have to be very cautious and you need you. You want a guy like Jesus Murillo. Unfortunately, uh, there's only one place to put him and it would be at the Eddie Segura spot. Uh, I tend to think growing into Eddie and uh, Chiellini, that might be the combination, but it's almost like 51%, 49%, whether it's Segura or Murillo. Eddie's had well, a, and Max, Eddie's you had get, a tough year. You get the Murillini. We haven't thought of, we haven't thought of a good nickname for the combo, like Murillini, you know, like Bradgelina. You Eddie Lini. Uh, Eddie need, Lini? Yeah. Uh, no. Chigura? No. Chigura? Chigura? Like, Chigura? Like, that sounds like a cute dog name. Uh, let, hey, uh, let's, speaking let's of. Us. Speaking of, some, I did, uh, I did get the some, uh, I get some kitty names. I know, yeah. I did get two. I do have two young sons now at home, two young cats. Um, and uh, any names are welcome. Uh, somebody did uh, reach out to me, Max, and said I should name them Max and Vince, which I feel like is a compliment to you and I and our, our buddy-buddy ways on our podcast. But I don't think yeah. naming a cat one after myself and you is good for my household. But let's, <laughs> if, we have, let's if we have a spat, you can always say it was named after Max Crapo. Fair. Or even Max Odenheimer, former data analyst, or Max. There's a million Maxes at LAFC that I can move. But the, Max we, K, we getting getting us back Mid on track. <laughs> yeah, midfield I, I think is a little bit sewn up, and I know who 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 is it in there? Soccer USA. Sifu didn't play well versus Argentina. Struggles continue. But it's Argentina. Argentina, friend. come on. Like Wait, let's it's not like we're going to be playing Argentina in the MLS Cup final. Yeah, and also Ecuador didn't play Argentina. They didn't play Argentina. They played. Uh... They play uh, Saudi Arabia, and they're going to play Japan. Yeah, so unless you're going back to qualifying, which, again, Argentina <laughs> wow. was incredible in qualifying, uh, I don't know. But I think the midfield, we think, and that, and that's actually something that maybe we can talk about in a later show. If it's not the midfield of Ilya, Sifu, Kellen, the team might be in trouble. And we've seen them kind of be in trouble when it's not that midfield. But let's let's move to the, the sexy position, the forwards. Uh, some people brought it up. It, where does Opoku fit in? Um, Bawanga has been coming on strong. You obviously have Gareth Bale, uh, who played 90 minutes, so he can play 90 minutes. It did come out in the athletic that Gareth's been dealing with a little bit of a back injury, which has kept him uh, from going 90 minutes, even when he's maybe wanted to and had the staff to kind of pull him back. Uh, I think two words come to mind: load management. But 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 now playing 90 minutes for Wales, uh, you'd think he's probably available. So who's your three? Who's your three up top? I think that this should be unanimous, but it may not be. Um, I think Chicho is uh, rock solid at, at number nine. Uh, Vela, I'd say, has been playing consistently enough to, to have earned his spot. Uh, and I, I throw in Bawanga there. I mean, he's been pretty good. Um, and I think all the fans can... I think he's quickly become a fan favorite. That's really what I'm getting at. Um, I think just his athleticism, his explosiveness. No one, because we made the Bale signing and we brought in Teo as a as another DP. I think like the Bawanga signing, although it was a pretty big when it happened, was a little slept on because of the Bale publicity. And so because mm -hmm. Bawanga has been so good, I think everyone's like, oh my god, where did he come from? And then you're like, I mean, we tried to tell you on LAC 360. 
Yes, and 100%, and I know we're talking about the starting 11 in the playoffs, but that's going to be your starting front three on Sunday because all three of them uh, have been training with the team. They had they had a few days off, which is good, so they got a chance to refresh, which is going to be mm-hmm. very valuable, I'm sure. But all those three guys are on the same trajectory, and you get a little bit of everything with that trio. You know, Gareth Bale kind of crisscrosses a bit with what Carlos can do. If he plays them at a number nine, Maybe he can do some of those things with Chicho. It's just a, it's a weird situation. But Gareth's uh, not complained. He, we saw him at the game uh, last weekend, and he looks happy being here and being part of all of this, uh, e- engaging with fans, engaging with uh, with his teammates as well. So you go with it because mm-hmm. Buanga can get the verticality, Chicho can get the goals, and Carlos Vela can provide the creativity and even tuck away some penalties as he did. He bounced back with the two penalties. So. That, to me, is pretty easy. If Gareth Bale has a real revival in the next two weeks, it'd be impossible to leave him out. If By the time we hit the playoffs, he has a couple more goals and looks like he is close to 100%, then, uh, yeah, it's Gareth Bale. But this trio is, gives you all the things that LAC want and more. Or, yeah, I just, or we just from, from the start, too. Or we just go with that 3-5-2 we played against Minnesota and throw everyone in at the same time. That's a no for me. Okay, or not. Gonna, just hey, I'm That's a no for me, dog. I'm going to ask you to sit the next few plays out, Connor, after that. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, but no, I, I think I agree with you guys. I mean, Buanga, the ability for Buanga to go from the start and even... Like, Buanga, the bench is untouchable. Be, you can't replace yeah, him. The, you can't put bail. Buanga what? is the really untouchable of the three. He's yeah, that guy. Team, sorry, even Chicho, you would say that, but Chicho, you might be able to move a bail or something. Buanga is singular in what he can do. Well, he puts thing, teams through the ringer in what he does. Like you said, he he dribbles directly at you. He just Defenders are going to hate him, and that's all defenders, not just the fullbacks he's going against. The center backs have to slide over and help cover. The midfielders have to provide extra. So they're going to hate that, and I just think that, again, you know, you get five subs in the playoffs, and not many teams can go five deep. LAFC can go five deep, so then you can bring in Bale at, at his freshest. And I don't think, look, for a guy that has won five Champions Leagues, a lot of guys would not feel comfortable coming off the bench but i feel like gareth kind of gets it and he understands yes. he's been a little he's had a little bit to deal with um so for him if he's the first or second guy off the bench and it's going to keep him his freshest you bring him in and look he's still able to do things that i don't think anyone in this league can do but you got to start with a with a guy that that just brings you up to a level right away and you know exactly what you're getting from him that's Bwanga. then you bring in bail for some magic or you bring in teo or you bring in I still think Opoku has a lot to say in these playoffs with his his spark plug ability, uh, even a Latif Blessing uh, coming in and his work rate. Uh, but I think subs are going to be important. I'll, I'll ask you guys, and while I do, I'm going to ask the chat. Guys, now it's time for questions. So uh, if you got questions, we've already talked about kind of who you want to play, who you don't want to play. We've talked about the starting 11. If you've got any questions different than those, start bringing them in there and let's start talking about them. But I'm going to ask these two, your first sub off the bench, who is it? That's a very good question. It's all relative it to how fit the players are, right? Um, assuming, let's say, everyone's fit to an extent where they can come off the bench and play. Um, I, I'm going to say my Ma- gut. Mahail. Your gut? Pardon me, Max? I said it's going to be Mahail off the bench. Half Mahala, half Bale. Or both of them together. No, oh. my gut wants to say Mahala, <laughs> right? Because he's, he's I think it's proven... Mahala. He's proven what he can do. I mean, let's say we didn't make these signings in the offseason. Part of me would have thought that we'd probably be going into the postseason with Mahala up front starting. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, 
I, he I always delivers. Like he always, people agree with you in the chat. He always delivers. He always he delivers, but you know, changes the, the game. Wild off the chat, uh, off off the bench. You you know, I I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be a different bail in the in the playoffs, but like, look. When you throw in a player of his caliber, what does that do to the other team? I know you can tell yourself so much that it's just another game, just another player. But look, I don't know if I'm if if I'm playing on the opposition and, and Bale comes in in the seventieth minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might shake up a few things. Yeah, yeah, no fair. But, and I, but I could I could see like league. Max said, I I could see Mahal and Bale always coming in together because maybe you're bringing off Bwanga, you know, Chicho, Chicho. Either he's effective or he's not. You know, he really either scores goals or he doesn't. So he's kind of a prime candidate to be a sub at times. Um, and so you bring in Bale, maybe Bale plays a nine, and you get Mahala out, out there as a winger to give you some more pace again. So I think that's interesting. Uh, it's yeah, it's all it's all based on game states. The first sub very may well be Latif Blessing to give you a little bit of added midfield control. You know what I mean? So and and if that's the case. Usually that means you might be up one one or one goal or two goals and you're trying to see out a game. Yeah, so maybe we don't want offensive subs. Yeah, maybe we don't want offensive subs. So uh, let's move on to our, our fan questions. I want to start with Nice and Mom because I think we all saw this and it was interesting. What did you guys think of the uh, TIFO from San Jose against the Galaxy? If you did not see it, uh, it was a TIFO uh, basically calling the Galaxy clowns. However... It included LAF, a clown in LAFC colors. So San Jose went out of the way to try to uh, say something, you know, try to offend their greatest rival while still having to include LAFC in. And I, I thought there was a really good comment. I can't remember who it was. And I wish, I'm sorry if you're in the chat and you, you, you on Twitter, they, they noted, oh man, the Galaxy can't even get like their own billing against their biggest rival. That's got to feel <laughs> horrible. And that was my biggest takeaway. It's like, yeah, if you're the, and, and look, the Galaxy took care of the game, so they don't really care in the end. But if it's them, they're probably like, hey, man, we're your rival. Don't put LAFC in there too. So that was, I, I think that was interesting to like kind of subvert that t- into two fan bases. That's uncalled for. What's up, San Jose? What's up with that? It is a little uncalled for. It's kind of stupid. San Jose, especially, but they're at the bottom of the, <laughs> the bottom. Like, of that's the, the funny part, right, Max, is that they're like, yeah wooden spoon contenders this year and i at soccer usa nails it. it's like you're like it's kind of like a harmless thing it's you know like you know a five-year-old kid coming in insult you you're like get get out of here kid mm-hmm. so uh it's um yeah we're above that artistically, our fan base was, is definitely above the pettiness yes i will say artistically for a last place team to come out and have something with some size and scope was pretty impressive it wasn't like this rinky dinky tifo a lot of thought Fair. was put to it so i i appreciate that because every game should have a tifo in a perfect world it's hard it's mm-hmm. a meticulous process we we've heard so much from the lafc 3252 and how much work goes into it and bringing it and just the the elbow grease so it, it's impossible to probably do that on a regular basis and you could see it when they put their heart and and thoughts into it it's the spectacular uh reveal but that was a pretty good one. So, I mean, I'm all right with it because I like TIFOs. And I'm okay with San Jose stirring the California pot because we're better with rivalries. And, you know, they beat LAFC, so they could actually include that without too many repercussions. They got us. Uh, yeah, a couple quick ones. Benjamin asking why San Jose playing a different stadium. This game was originally scheduled for earlier in the year, and they, it is their biggest rival. They hope they could pack Stanford Stadium. But because it got moved around, that kind of screwed with that. That sucks. Um, Craig asked, and I can answer this quickly, Will they stop subbing out Chicho just to give other players minutes? 
And I would say this, I don't think that's the right way to look at it. It's actually more looking at Chicho. Not just, I get it, you think he's playing well and you don't want him to come out, but he actually has played more minutes than all those guys, started more games than all those guys. It's actually looking out for his health. Um, he goes pretty hard and he he gets uh, considerably tired and you notice it. So I think it's more to give him a break and it just so happens you get to bring in Gareth Bale and or Teo or Opoku or Bawanga. It, so yes, I can understand why it looks like it's to give them time. I think actually it's more so to give Chicho a little bit of a breather. Uh, I like Daniel's question for you guys. Who's benefiting more from the international break? The players getting rest at home or the players getting stiff competition in friendly slash nations league? Depends, I guess. The, Good question. Uh, from whose perspective? Uh, I think there's going to be, exactly be the some burnout. There's going to be some burnout from the teams, the players that had to represent their countries during this. And then if you look at the Nations League stuff in Europe, so we're talking about Gareth Bale specifically, it's pretty demanding. And there is incentive to win these games. So you really have to push hard there. So I, I don't think it's going to be a burnout now. I don't think it's going to be a burnout at the World Cup. The burnout probably comes in 2023. So I don't think it's a it's going to be a big factor uh, on that front for those players. But being able to, after a very demanding stretch, remember there was a lot of games in a short amount of time. If you're away games too, guys that were here, yeah. If you like away games too, great point, Connor. That if you're one of the guys here, that's a nice little respite. And I think I saw Carlos Vela at Disneyland. You know, those are good, important the, moments. The new players can spend some some time around LA too now, right? Yes, that's important. Danny Buanga was at the uh, the Mexico game. I saw on his yeah. stories he was checking that out. You were there, Connor, so. Uh, he's enjoying his time in and around LA. Uh, Connor, what's your what's your take? You think it's more for the guys, better for the guys? I I kind of think it is better for like yeah. the Carlos Velas and the Keelinis to get a moment away for like a little bit. Because because as Max was saying, they've been playing pretty hard. This last stretch of games was short, mm -hmm. away from home, a lot of travel, just a lot of uh, energy expended. So look, they're just gonna have a couple. That, that's not to say that they're not gonna be training, but it's just a nice. Mm -hmm. Couple of days off, get to be home for a while, no big games for for a week or two, and then right back, right back into the grind, pre playoffs. Okay, last one, and it's a quick one, and I love it because I love the uh, handle L Dizzle. Um, but you guys just no explanation, no explanation. You're just gonna straight answer the question. Rate the team's acquisitions on a scale of one to ten. It seemed like we were in a great groove, and the signings hurt our momentum. Our momentum. We're finding our footing though lately. Thoughts. I mean, you're not going to get to give thoughts. Just rate the window. Ten. One to ten. 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 Max? It should be a ten because we've never seen a window like this. You can't – you always have to pinch yourself, and there's some games to be played. So this has a chance to go up again, which I think it will. It's certainly trending in that way. But when you look at Bale, Chiellini, Buanga, Teo, you did lose some players. But this is just an unprecedented move. This is a 10 out of 10 because you're not going to see this. You may not see this again from LAFC or another MLS. Club. And the only input that I'll provide, Vince, is that if you gave this scenario to any other team in the entire league, that, hey, this is the window you'd be having, every team, mm -hmm. no matter what, would have said, yes, I will take that. I will take right. that the same window you guys had. I'll take those acquisitions you guys had. The same scenario, any team would say, yes, no matter what. You can't tell me otherwise. Just saying. And one of the players you moved on, you didn't totally lose. You sent Mamadou Fall to Villarreal, um, where he's getting a lot of minutes, and he could come back even better. So I, I'm going to go. I always like, I always like to think there's room for improvement. I will give it a nine because I'd like to see them even one up it in windows to come. So I'll go nine. Let's 
But let's move on. Thank you guys for all your questions, fan questions. Great, as always. Um, I don't want to keep us too, too long. Max, we had an episode last week, and you weren't on it, and I was able to get us in at, like, 41 minutes. And I know that you want to try to go for a 30-minute episode. I'm blaming you. You got No, you guys started when we first did this in this new format. You go, we're looking for 30 minutes, and I bust out laughing. And the first show went yeah. an hour. So we're getting a little well, closer to our target goal. But it's Max, not, where it's not are you? I'm extended. I am in uh, the meatpacking district in uh, Lower Manhattan in uh, oh. my uh, East Coast offices, my studio, no, East Coast studio. It's a lot of good natural lighting in that office. I really like it. I really like it. It's uh, it's nice. Are you the only of, one there? A lot of people watching. Sorry? Everyone's, everyone, Are you the only one so there? Sad that... quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like right. open spaces here. I have my assistant um, also here as well. That is uh, Berthold, who's here. And uh, hello, Berthold. I'll have a coffee. Uh, I'll, a I'll just say this. Uh, I mean, I'll echo the people in being sad that the local broadcasts are going away, but clearly you made quite a mint with that money if you got an assistant and a, wow. and a loft and, geez, you're bi-coastal. Uh, I, I got man. piles of money, Vince. Yeah, Copious I just want I can't spend it. Actually, it's like yeah. Brewster's Millions. I got to spend all of this before. You guys see that movie? No? Brewster's Millions? No. Richard I have. Clark. It's but Okay. Classic. Scott Connor clearly hasn't. By the way, I just cool. talked about how I tried to, tried to speed this up, and, and we just killed like three more minutes. So, so uh, yeah, that's going to stop. Only stop three movies I've ever seen. We yeah, one is oh the three behind you, Wally. These are the finding only three cars. I've ever seen. None of the okay. above. None of the above. Well, Connor, why don't why don't you go ahead and uh, why don't you go ahead and kick us off stoppage time? What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? Uh, it can be anything, uh, LAFC or anything football related, really. The the great thing about football, it's a game of chance sometimes. There's always some form of luck involved. So no matter what happens, I will be happy. I love this team. And, you know, we'll be here next year doing the exact same thing. That's a given, right? But with the acquisitions we made, right, and all the variables at play this season, and I will uh, – my, my main point would be LAFC aren't the new kids on the block anymore, Right. Um, the first couple years going into the playoffs, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that we were able to temper expectations a little bit and saying like, look, you know, the, the team doesn't have the experience in big playoff games. This is all new to the team. Not only do we, do we have, I'd say very good experience in all those fields. Now it's like, you know, you have the CONCACAF champions league, making it all the way to the final. You have two playoff runs in MLS cup. You have us open cup runs. I don't know. that That's not like an excuse to me anymore. So I feel like it truly is MLS Cup or bust. And I'll speak on behalf of the fans that like this will be probably the most frustrating moment in LAFC history if we are Jeez. unable to achieve the cup this year just because of all the signs pointing to success, right? You've, you've set up a superstar team. You've been around for long enough. Now this is the year. Although it's our fifth year, it still kind of feels like our third year because of those two weird COVID years, right? I, at least I think so. But uh, no, this is it. This MLS Cup or bust. You're not the new kids on the block anymore. Get it done, guys. That's a little bit too much usage of new kids on the block. Now I have their their their, their song stuck in my craw. Thanks a lot, well, Connor. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go. go next, but stop this time while you try to get that out of your head. Uh, mine is also playoff related. And I think you guys have already seen kind of the way the games have changed in recent weeks. And you're going to see a lot more of it, especially as we get into those playoff stages where it's one and done. And my point here is 
I don't think LAFC is going to need to even be at its peak to get what Connor is saying with MLS Cup because the way these playoff matches are played, it seems to be the team that makes the least amount of mistakes. And I'm starting to think about that little bit of rough patch that LAFC had, and I was racking my brain trying to figure out a game where LAFC didn't just beat themselves. And I thought, well, San Jose, they rotated a lot, and then there was a slip and fall, so they kind of beat themselves there. I was thinking uh, about even even the Austin game. I thought, wait, Austin, okay. Austin went out. They had a good game. It must have been that. Austin just beat us at our own game. They were better than us. And I thought, no, there was three or four mistakes in that game. So I think what I'm saying here is this. The floor of this LAFC team is what's going to carry it to MLS Cup and what might carry it to MLS Cup and beyond. And it's kind of different than what we've been talking about. I mean, we've been uh, debating here for almost this entire time. Oh, how much is Gareth Bale going to play? What about Chicho? What about these guys? What about the... You know, the luxury players, our Cadillacs, our Ferraris. I really think it's just going to be about not beating yourselves. I do. I think if LAFC goes out there and they have a game like they did against Houston, which wasn't the sexiest game, it wasn't the most free-flowing, but when LAFC really clamped down in the second half and made zero mistakes and Houston couldn't really even get a sniff, that game was over. And I just, I think that's what I would like to see from LAFC in the playoffs. As much as I would love them to run out 4-1 winners, I'll be happy with 2-0 wins, one nil wins and just strangle the life out of this game. And I know that there's one player that will love that more than anyone. It's Giorgio Chiellini. And this time at Juventus, that's basically how Juventus rattled off nine straight titles. Uh, there was times when they were fun and they would score the most goals. But at the end of the day, they made the least amount of mistakes and they were just sharp in the sharpest moment. So get their get your goal. Don't make mistakes close to your goal. And really, I, I just don't think that you're going to need all these horses, although it's nice to have them and nice options for Steve Trondolo. I think if you go out there and say, let's not beat ourselves, uh, LAFC clearly has the team uh, and I think the tactics and the, the coaching to go to MLS Cup and to raise MLS Cup. So that's my take. Doesn't really good sexy. take, Vince. And now we're going to get to do a whole hour on this thing. Thanks, a bundle. But you make a very good point. And well, you got 15 is, minutes to bring it into an hour. Okay. And you're up next. I, I, I won't need 15 minutes. But we're all waiting for LAFC to hit the ceiling. They're not going to, I don't know if they have this ceiling and you compared them to Juventus, which is absolutely unprecedented, but there is that quality of, Hey, we'll take a one zip victory. I think you're going to see that. I don't think we're going to see this team score five, six goals, even though they had that game against Charlotte where they exploded. I don't know if it's in them. They are very practical yeah. with these results and that's a good and thing. To, well, and to build off your point uh, a couple weeks ago where you were like, Hey, we're the villains now get used to it. No one's rooting for us. That was Juventus. Teams would go, I can't believe we lost to them. They didn't. Even, it seemed like they didn't even try, yet they just strangled the game. And I will be so happy if we raise MLS Cup and they'll go, they weren't even that good. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. We have the MLS Cup. Lots of sexy signings, but this is game. not the – A lot of sexy I, signings, but this isn't the sexiest team. I just it's can't fun. wait for the day that that happens and Vince just goes on Twitter, shut up, shut up, shut up. We won MLS Cup. <laughs> Yep, I'll just keep. I'll just a picture of Carlos raising the trophy. Oh, nothing else. People take so you'll, you'll reply using that. When Austin beat LAFC, people took so much glee, going, "Oh yeah, LAFC's reign at the top is in the West is ending." And then Philadelphia, they're so much better. I go, "Okay, all right." So there you go. They're not Philadelphia is much sexier when it looks to the results, but sexy doesn't always win you MLS cups. That's True. the first time you've ever heard that expression. Okay, time for my stoppage time. The United States men's national team plays Saudi Arabia tomorrow, their final World Cup build-up game, and then November the 9th, they announce a roster, and then they play the World Cup. We're in the World Cup, which is great. A lot of expectations, and rightfully so, and there's a lot of moments where this team uh, 
doesn't look as well as we would like. And it's really about managing expectations for this U.S. team. They're going to be the youngest team. They might get younger depending on this final roster, but there's a lot of guys 18, 19, 20, 21 years of age that are putting their hand up to make the team. I don't know if that's always a great recipe for success. This is a team still in an embryonic stage. We had the game against Japan. It was one of the worst performances the U.S. have had going all the way back to when they missed the World Cup in 2017. And we, as a fan base, it's it, the echo chamber is getting very loud and one-sided. And I saw a game, a team where everyone was poor and some of our star players were poor. But instead of kind of identifying them, and we really shouldn't single anyone out when collectively they were that bad. You single out Walker Zimmerman. You single out Aaron Long. You single out Jesus Ferreira, all who are MLS players. So maybe there's something there or that, but I don't have the time to really discuss. But maybe this team isn't quite ready for that moment. Uh, I think they still have a, a group where it could be pretty favorable, and they're not going to face teams like the way Japan played who are going to press. I don't think Wales are going to press. Iran's not going to press. England, maybe. England just tied Germany 3-3. So uh, all of a sudden, that game looks a little scarier. But the U.S. team is not exactly, the sum of its parts, is not exactly this team that we feel has a guy playing at Juventus and Chelsea and Dortmund and Milan. And together, we have now the roster to make a run in the World Cup. We're not there yet. There's a lot of flaws on this team. They have injuries. This is they have big injuries for this window to think the World Cup's going to roll around. They don't have a lot of injuries is naive. They're going to have injuries. It's an injury prone team. So manage expectations. Don't start thinking this team is going on this big run and Qatar is going to even the playing field. The U.S. men's national team has concerns, which was to be expected. Maybe they surprise us all. But let's be honest about it. They're OK. And that's about it. And at least you made Ooh. the World Cup, right? Yeah, they're a yeah. middle-of-the-pack World Cup team. Why do I feel like you're looking at me when you say that? I feel like this comes up every single time we do a show or post-game show, something about Italy not being in the World Cup. All right. No, I didn't. You, that was not – I don't Max, care about it. Well, you got the Nations League. Congratulations. Max, I feel you. like uh, a, a certain Bryce Duke could could flip the script for uh, U.S. men's no, national team. Don't, what do you think? Okay, Bryce don't, make, did he make 22 under 22? I believe he did. He did. Yeah. Is he on the U.S. national team? He's getting. He's probably closer no, to that Scott, than when I, I first brought it up. Max had a hot take way back when. when oh, Bryce yeah, was I mean, and say that he was on the cusp of the national team, which I, I like. I, would, I go cusp is probably too strong. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, but one, of, one of Max's hotter takes. I would say though he's pretty spot on with this national team take. It's and I know I know no one wants to hear this, but it probably is all about 2026 for the national team. Um, but I do like your point, Max. I don't think a lot of teams are going to press them. Um, so if the dealing with the press is the worst thing, that's probably not until you get into the knockout rounds. And if they get to the yeah. knockout rounds after not that's qualifying, a that's a success. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've gone pretty long. Max got, got us rounded out with that great U.S. national team take. Uh, I want to thank Connor as well with, with all his great takes. And I want to thank you guys in the chat. You guys are great as always. Uh, this is LFC360. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Go ahead and rate. Leave some comments. Uh, hit that. Like it that really like quick. Like up. it. Let's get to yeah. 20 likes yeah, before we get off like here. Second, like little, it before you head Just off. a little click. Yeah, let's get to 20. Don't leave um, until but we we'll get be to back. 20. We'll be back on Monday um, with a different cast of characters to talk about the game in Portland. And I'll leave you guys with this. There is a possibility 
that we will know who the Supporter Shield winner is on Monday. So you won't want to miss an LFC 360 at 1 p.m. because you know one way or another we'll be talking about it. We will see you guys next week, 1 p.m. right back here. 110 Football YouTube channel. Peace. Goodbye, Connor. Goodbye, Max. Goodbye, chat.